0: I was stoked to hear a few weeks ago as we're approaching Celebration Sunday that Carol had a conversation with me. They said, Kev, God's put a message on my heart to bring on Celebration Sunday. Now, it's either going to be Andrew or I preaching. We're going to absolutely would love you to do that. And so there's a message that's in Carol's heart that she feels is a message that God's given her that really, in my opinion, captures the way that she lives and ministers. But my hope is that it's more than that, that this message, Carol's last message at Coast Community, maybe, might get her back as a guest speaker at some point, um, her last message, my hope is that this message will be embedded into the life of who we are as a church. And so can I ask you today to lean into that, take some notes, and really ask God what's in it for you, what's in it for us. And so, for the last time, can we just give a huge applause as we welcome Carol to share this message.
1: Oh my goodness, those stories, are beautiful, really beautiful. Um, yeah, I guess I echo Aidan's thoughts too. It's not until we stop and we look back, we kind of see the fingerprints of God over our lives and take notice and I don't know about you but sometimes I think I suffer for a little bit from spiritual amnesia. I, I forget the goodness of God and forget to stop and see his hand. Um, so when we do that, it actually gives us confidence in looking forward and knowing, hey, God's been there right with me all the way. He's not going to leave me here and abandon me, but he promises to walk with us into the future. And so I guess the last 28 years, I've just been thinking back the last few weeks and remembering some of the funny stories. And just thinking about God's goodness and his faithfulness in the journey. I mean, we came up here in 1992, the beginning, and I remember saying to Andrew, you know, in 1994, we started, he started as pastor at, at Hardy's Bay, little sleepy Hardy's Bay. And, and I said to Andrew, oh, I can't be a minister's wife. I don't know what to do. I don't play the piano. I don't make scones. I, I like. And he said, Carol, I have to run the church. They don't teach you that stuff in Bible college. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> But, you know, a lot of the time, I didn't know what I was doing, even stepping into this role. I'm like, God, I don't know what to do, you know. And, and so I'd just ask him and just pray, God, show me. Show me the next step. And I was thinking back to a funny story um, that I wanted to share probably about seven or eight years ago. And we were meeting at, at um, King Cumber High School. And I was on my way to preach. And I was talking about the fact that... You know, often as Christians, Jesus invites us into this new way of living, but often we revert back to just what we know. And I was thinking about the analogy of ducks, right? Ducks are born with wings. They're born to fly, to, to conquer and get from A to B flying, and yet half the time you just see them on the ground waddling along. And I thought, how bizarre. So I'm driving along to church and I'm, you know, going over this message in my head going, oh, you know, God, I just don't know how to bring up this thing about ducks. Oh, so I was thinking about ducks this week. You know, like how do you just launch into this thing about ducks? And so I'm I just don't know how to do this. Is this really going to work? I don't know where this is going to land. I'm driving along and I get to King Cumber Primary School. Now outside King Gamba Primary there's a pedestrian crossing with traffic lights and all of a sudden it's red and I've got to stop and then there's waiting for the pedestrians. So I'm
0: sitting there going,
1: God, I don't know about this duck thing. Da-da-da-da. And I look and I'm thinking, where are the pedestrians? I've got to get to church. There's no pedestrians. And I look down on the ground and this is what I see. <laughs> there was two ducks. Walking across the pedestrian crossing and I'm like, what is this? I- I'm looking around, I'm going, where are the people? Who pushed the button? Like all these all these questions. And and I think back to that story and I kind of have a giggle because I think, well, how did it get to that? Or how did that actually happen? I don't know if you believe in angels or invisibles or whatever, but I I'm just thinking, you know, the 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 behind-the-scenes thing that had to happen, you know, here she comes, here she comes, on approach, on approach, white car. Okay, are the ducks in (laughs) position? All right, get the ducks, okay. Beatrice, Betty, you can't fly. Resist the urge to fly. You have to walk A to B, simple. Got it? All right, okay, get the ducks ready. Okay, release the ducks, push the button. (laughs) Like, just such a bizarre thing. Isn't God crazy? How often do we... Limit God in our prayers and, and go, you know, God is the source of everything good. And we can come to him and we can ask him for anything. And he goes to these lengths to answer our prayers sometimes. He knows exactly what we need when we need it. He has a solution for all of our questions before we even ask them. God is infinitely resourceful. He knows what's going on. We can just come to him with any random request, ducks or whatever it looks like. Nothing is too hard for God. See, I love this story about the woman at the well. I don't know, I've got a picture for the kids and the adults. And I love this encounter with the woman at the well where she meets Jesus. And there's this beautiful picture where this woman, she comes, she comes to get water on that day... Little did she know she would meet Jesus, the Son of God. And he meets her right in her need. She'd had these failed relationships, her life was in a mess, and he met her in that place. And he offers her something so beautiful, something greater than water. He says, I offer water that will become a wellspring within you. Water that gives you life, sorry, that gives you life throughout eternity. You will never be thirsty again. I think we've got a slide there. In the message it says, The water I give will be an artesian spring within gushing fountains of endless life. See, our world is thirsty, not just physically because of the drought, obviously, that's a physical problem. But I believe they're physically, spiritually thirsty Thirsty for truth. We all have a need. We all have a thirst for something. And whether we realise it or not, we're thirsty. The water that the world offers us is success or fame, knowledge, power, possessions. But these will never quench our thirst. It will always leave us thirsty. In Psalm 42, on the screen it says, My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When you think about it, every living thing, you know, plants, animals, humans, we have a thirst. And so why would our soul be any different? Our soul is thirsty. Our soul's thirsty for love, for acceptance, for purpose, to be seen and known, to be loved and to love. And Jesus is the source of life. He's the only thing that will satisfy that thirst He's the only thing that will quench that thirst. See, Jesus came. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He's the way to the Father. He reveals the Father. He shows us what the Father's like and how to live and relate to him. He's the truth about God, about who God is and who we are in God, that we can be daughters and sons of the the living God, as we've just heard from Adriana. And he's the life. He's the blueprint for life. He's the wellspring of life. He is our life and he shows us how to really live. He meets us right where we're at, just like this woman, in all of our mess, in all of our baggage, and he promises to meet us and be with us and have relationship with us. See, in John it says, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures just declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. So I ask God today, what what do I bring God? What does it look like? And I just heard those four little words, come to the well, come to the well. And it reminded me of um, years ago, this sense of me saying to God, well, God, what is my purpose? What is my calling? What do you want me to do? And he reminded me, he said, and you've heard the story before, no doubt, Carol, you're a water carrier. Come to the well each day. Drink from me. Get to know me. Do life with me. Bring refreshment back to those around you. Whatever that looks like, whether it's love or joy, laughter. Bring it back. Refresh others, but teach others to go to the well, that they can come to me directly as well. So it's a simple message today, just come to the well. Jesus is the source of life, he's our limitless supply and he will only, he is everything we need and only he will satisfy. See, I love in this story that the woman actually, she meets Jesus, she has this revelation of what life can look like with Jesus And then she heads back to town. She tells all her friends and she leaves her jars right there. She forgets the very reason that she came because she went away with something better. And I love that Jesus offers us this new way to live that looks different. It looks different. And often, you know, I felt like that woman at the well. I felt unqualified. I felt inadequate. But Jesus promises to meet us in that place, and he says, whatever you lack, I will flow into you. Whether you lack compassion, let my compassion flow into you. Whatever you lack in love, I will fill you with love. Whatever you lack in self-control, I will fill that. I will meet that need. If you lack wisdom, just ask. Just come to me. And God's economy is that he meets us right where our need is in our deepest wound, in our aching place. And his love pours into us like ointment and fills us and changes us. So however will we, how will we build the church, partner with Jesus to build the church unless we come to the well and ask Jesus, how do we do this? How will we be a sanctuary vibrant with life unless we come to the source of life? See, in Ephesians it says it's Christ we find out who we are and what we're living for. Long ago he had designs on us, He's had his eye on us, he had designs on us for glorious living. He has this picture of glorious, abundant living, a fully alive life and it's available to us as we come to the well. You know, if I'm honest, a safe, comfortable life, it sounds pretty appealing but I think it's a dodgy second best to a life living on the edge with Jesus, a life that is full and rich. And why waddle when we're made to fly, hey? So I look back and I look back on a 22-year-old self and I think, wow, God, you have shown me, especially in the last 10 years, how to live differently. And there's been good days and there's been bad days, but it's been coming to the well that has sustained me, It has changed me. It has formed me and the way I do life and ministry. It's been this rich friendship with Jesus and it's in that place that I know that only he satisfies. He has everything we need. Only he will satisfy. It's trusting he is who he said he is and he's done what he said he would do. And as we meet him daily and come to the well... May you know the God who loves you, who sees you, who knows exactly what you need before you need. And trust him with what you have. Maybe you're a control freak like me, but let go because, you know, maybe you like all your ducks in a row, but God is really good with ducks. (laughs) And just trust him. Look, this is my prayer for you. Can you put the last slide on, please? Our souls are restless until they rest in you. That's a beautiful quote from Augustine and then there's the next one, please. I ask him that with both feet planted firmly on love, you'll be able to take in with all the followers of Jesus the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Reach out and experience the breath, test its length, plumb the depths, rise to the heights, live full lives, full in the fullness of God. This is my prayer for you as a church. Let's pray. Our Jesus, thanks that those who search will find what their soul longs for, that those who thirst will thirst no more. And thanks just for the invitation to each one of us to come to the well, that you delight in us, you delight meeting with us, That you're the living water, the artesian spring that never ends. And God, while our supply is limited, your supply is endless. You are life. You're the source of love unending. And as we experience your love and the reality of your presence with us, that as your spirit fills us to overflowing, that you would pour out your love and grace to those around us, through us, And in us. So give us courage to make space for you each day, Jesus. That you would be the one that we meet. And God, that we would have this revelation of your deep, deep love for us. In Jesus' name. Amen. In this next space is an opportunity where communion will be served and in the same way that the woman left her jars behind, which kind of represented her old life, we have an opportunity to do the same, to leave those things, our selfishness and pride at the cross, and allow God his His life, his love, poured out to us into our life. So let's eat together, let's remember Jesus and his life poured out for us as he come to the well.